Now that you've gotten a good grasp at how to exchange simple files between Revit and 3ds Max, it is time to look at a more complex model. In Revit 2015, open the provided file named 01museumstart.rvt. Use view cube or shift plus middle mouse button to orbit around the scene. Zoom in or out using the mouse wheel. If you get too close, the line segments may appear thick. You can change that with the help of the thin line toggle button. The scene shows a moderately complex building, in fact a museum designed by an architect by the name of Mike Began. As a Revit user, your workflow may not always be optimized for interoperability with 3ds Max. This is why a bit of cleanup is often necessary before you start sharing data. For example, take note of all those trees, bushes, and even people in the Revit scene. These are called RPC objects, in essence images of trees, shrubs, and people mapped onto flat planes. When rendered or viewed in realistic mode, they give the illusion of the real thing. Unfortunately, RPC objects are not compatible with 3ds Max, and therefore you're better off leaving them behind. We will later explore alternative ways to create these effects in 3ds Max. For now, you need to remove all RPC objects before exporting the scene. In the Scene Browser, look under Entourage to remove the RPC people with a right-click. Similarly, remove all shrubs and trees from under the Planting category. Let's see what else we can do that's obvious enough. Typically, you want to make sure most of your materials are set up properly in Revit. The better they are defined in Revit, the less work you'll need to do in 3ds Max. It is inevitable that a few material definitions will need adjustments, but do try to set as many as you can early on. Case in point, this brown surface representing grass currently is assigned with a brownish material. You can easily change that, so you don't have to do this kind of work in 3ds Max. Ultimately, it boils down to which 3D application you're more comfortable with, but I personally like to tweak the Revit model as much as I can. Select the surface referenced as Floor Grass and click the Edit Type button. The current material is set to 00 Site Grass, but still doesn't have the look that we want. Click the Structure Edit button and then the 00 Site Grass Edit icon. Graphically, this material is represented by brown color. We'll change that in a moment. More importantly, the appearance of the material, the one that shows at render time, is based on a brownish gravel texture. We want to replace it by a nice green grass texture. Click on the current texture name and replace it with a grass texture of your choice, such as Sitework Planting Grass St. Augustine 1.jpg. You can adjust the mapping to define the tiling and the spread of the grass texture by clicking the image. Here, you can basically define the size of the image in the real-world dimensions. I'll set the image to 10 feet by 10 feet for this tutorial. Click Done to go back to the Material Browser. The appearance has now changed from gravel to grass. The Graphics tab, however, still shows a brown color. This is the color that appears in the viewport if it's set to shaded mode. 
If you want, you can change that to reflect the color of the grass. Click OK to save the changes and dismiss all dialogs. Click anywhere to deselect the object and notice that it is now green in color. Next, let's take a moment to study the floors of this building. Currently, they're all of the same type, concrete floors with a concrete material applied to all sides. Let's say in this example, we want the bottom and the sides to be in concrete, but the tops to be on a different material. Perhaps a nice stylable pattern would be adequate. On the other hand, you would want this to apply to some but not all the floors. The roof, for example, needs to have a concrete finish. Select one of the floors you want to change and then click the Edit Type button. Duplicate the family type and name it Interior Floor. Click the Edit button to edit the new type. Decrease the thickness to 1 foot 2 inches and then click the Insert button to add a tile layer on top. Set the thickness to 1 inch to compensate for the inch you took off the cement. You can use the preview mode to see the current structure. The main structure is still made out of a concrete texture, but the new layer needs to be defined. Click the little material icon to define a material for the tiling. Create a new material and name it 00FloorsTiles to stay with the adopted naming convention. Change the graphics color to something light, maybe an off-white color. And in the Appearance tab, click on No Image Selected to select the tile pattern that you like. For this tutorial, I think I'll use Finishes Masonry Flooring Slate 1 JPEG. Note that there is a black and white version of the same texture that can be used as a bump map to enhance the realism. For now, Use the color image as a color map. You also need to adjust the real size dimensions. Use large tiles for this project and define this layout as 6 feet by 6 feet. If the sample geometry seems confusing, you can change it to a simpler look such as sphere or canvas. If you want shiny and reflective tiles, you can adjust these values accordingly. Scroll down and expand the Bump section. Enable this mode and define the associated black and white image you saw earlier. Remember to set the sizes similar to the color map at 6 feet across. When you're done, click OK to exit the dialogs and save your changes. Deselect the floor and notice how it's now different from the others in this project. Now that you have defined a new floor type, both in structure and in material, you can select any other floor and painlessly switch it to the new type. While it's good to fine-tune materials in Revit, sometimes it's easier to leave that task to 3ds Max. In some cases, editing materials in Revit can be somewhat convoluted. This is mainly true when dealing with hybrid components. These sunshade elements, for example, are hybrid objects, made of various family elements nested with a modeled-in-place wall. 
You will notice that you can't edit the materials simply by using the Edit Type button as you did before. You would need to edit the nested elements individually. In this case, it's probably easier to do this kind of work in 3ds Max. Save your file and then export it to an FBX file named mycurtainwalls.fbx. In the next movie, you learn to adjust the level of detail of the two curtain wall types in this project.